Dear Anxious Therapist, I'm struggling with living in the damn moment. Welcome to the Anxious Therapist Podcast. My name is Jacqueline and I am your host. I am a licensed mental health therapist, online anxiety coach, and founder of Team Therapeutic Fitness. I am here to bring you raw, real, relatable content to remind you we are never alone. And today's episode is no different. We are doing all things Dear Anxious Therapist. I am answering all of your questions that you left for me on Instagram. So if you want your question answered, submit it to me over on IG. Are you ready? Let's do this. Shannon said she is struggling with living in the damn moment. And boy, do I feel you, Shannon, and I am sure so many other people do. We become on autopilot. You know, you guys have heard me talk about this before, but I want us to tweak how we're thinking about it rather than getting frustrated and annoyed that we, you know, are are all consumed by things that have happened in the past or completely overwhelmed by what's coming in the future. Rather than making judgments about how we've not been living in the present, I want us to acknowledge it as a form of coping. Present moment can be difficult, So it's easier to think about what already happened in the past because we know the whole story, right? So those of us who are anxious and worried about the future, if we just think about the past instead, we can just relive our old mistakes, but we already know how it ended. We know the full story of things from our past. And so it's the same reason why anxious people like to rewatch the same movies and television shows and television shows, TV shows and books and things like that. Like we find comfort in knowing how the story ends. So the first thing that we need to do is recognize that this is just an adverse way of coping that we've adapted because it's more comfortable than the unknown. Like this present moment, it's kind of unknown. Right? And so that can be scary. So, first thing we're going to do is bring awareness and recognize, free from judgment, that this was just a way we had adapted so that we could cope. Okay? So, I'm going to recognize self. I understand why we've been really caught up in the past and why we think about the future so much, and it's hard to live in the present moment. Okay? That's the first kind of statement that you need to make to yourself. After that, I need us to start using mindfulness skills, okay? And these are the kinds of things that I teach in my programs. So if you want, you know, a better grasp on how exactly to do this, you can find it there. But I want to give you my favorite grounding skill, okay? A grounding skill is something that ties me to the here and now, something that I can do in this moment so that I can stay present, okay? And so... My favorite is called 54321. It's a way of tapping into all of our senses. My senses are the only thing keeping me tied to this moment. Okay? My thoughts can take me to the past, they can project me into the future, right? But my the things I am absorbing, the information through my senses, sight, sound, smell, taste and touch. 
those keep me in this moment. Okay? That's the only way to stay grounded here. So what is 54321? You're going to identify in, it doesn't matter the order, okay? But you're going to identify five things you can see. Okay, so I'm in my recording studio as always, aka pacing around my living room, talking into my phone, and five things that I can see are my cats, my kitchen table, the couch, a plant, um, a globe I have in my front door, okay? Then I'm going to go to four things I can feel. I can feel the hair on my head. I can feel the clothes on my body. I can feel the carpet underneath my feet. And I can feel a little bit of airflow as I'm walking back and forth. Then I'm going to go to three things I can hear. I can hear my own voice. I can hear birds chirping outside. And I can hear my cat's water fountain in the kitchen. And then I'm going to go to two things I can smell or two things I can hear, uh, taste. And then one thing I can um, taste or smell. Okay. And so that's a really great opportunity if you like essential oils or if you, you know, have some minty gum around. Okay. Anything that's going to get you tied to this moment. Cause right now I would tell you, I can't really taste anything. I can smell my house, you know, <laughs> like I don't know what my house smells like, but I could open a candle and take a smell of that. I could rub some essential oils on my hands or whatever. Okay. So that's five, four, three, two, one. Our senses keep us tied to the present moment. Now, you don't have to connect with every single one of your senses in order for this skill to be effective, right? You can just bring your awareness back to things you can see or things you can hear. This is really great to use intentionally on a hike, right? Take your earbuds out. You can listen to Kesha and Lady Gaga later, right? Take your earbuds out and connect with nature, Listen to all the sounds that you can hear, the rustling of the leaves as there may be a little critter running around. Um, can you see birds going by? Can you feel, you know, reach out and touch something in nature, right? Like this is such an effective coping skill. So that is how we start to live in the moment. It's practicing that constantly. And this is one of those things where people get frustrated. They're like, nope, it didn't work for me. It only worked while I was doing the skill and then I was right back to worrying about that thing coming up or, you know, concerned about the thing that already happened in the past. I want to make it very clear that just like anything, okay, my first day of volleyball practice versus my 900th day of volleyball practice, I was a totally different person, right? And so your coping skills are no different, You're going to try this. You're going to love it. It's going to feel really great. And by tomorrow, you're going to be forgetting to use it. So write this shit down. Like leave yourself a sticky note that just says 54321 all over the house or in your car or on your desk at work so that you are reminded visually to continue coming back to the present moment. I just talked about this in my Instagram stories. I cannot work harder than you. Okay, so if I'm giving you suggestions, if I'm answering your questions and you're going, nope, that just doesn't work for me and you're writing it off before practicing over and over and over and seeing what the impact is, that's on you, okay? This shit I know works for a fact. This is the kind of stuff that has been studied and tested. So I need you to do your part and practice it. So amazing question, Shannon. I hope that you all find this helpful. Let's get into the next one. Dear anxious therapist, I'm struggling with procrastination. 
Thank you, Sue, for submitting this concern. I feel this in my soul, and I think a lot of other people will too. So let's tackle this issue we have with procrastination. Again, I spend an entire week checking in with you guys on procrastination in Healing Headquarters. So you've got until midnight at August, on August 14th to join Healing Headquarters. I will link it in the show notes if you want to check it out. Anyway, procrastination. Why, first of all, is this happening to us? Okay, I always want us to get down to the root. Again, those of us with anxiety have a hard time making decisions because we constantly feel like we're making the wrong choice. It can be anything from something as big as buying a new home or a new car or starting a new job to making a decision about where we're going to go to eat tonight for dinner, right? Or what we're going to cook. So this issue comes with thinking that no matter what choice we make, it's going to be wrong. Okay, like I just, I procrastinate because I'm afraid to commit to a decision. That's really the core of the issue if you get down to it in most cases. So how do we combat this? Now, I've talked about it before, but I want to touch on opposite action. Okay, every single emotion, every single thing we feel has an urge. Okay, so when I'm angry, My urge might be to lash out, raise my voice, punch something, get really upset, okay? When I'm sad, my urge might be to cry or withdraw and isolate, okay? Every emotion, everything we feel has an urge. When we feel pressure or dis-ease with needing to make a decision, okay, our urge is to pull back and just not decide. I don't know. You you pick, right? And so how do we combat this? We do the opposite. Okay? Opposite action. So you have to first be to the point where you have awareness and can recognize when this is happening because you have to go, oh, I'm presented with a tough decision here. And my urge is to just pull back and, you know, let somebody else decide or let somebody else make the decision, right? And so you have to recognize that is happening first and foremost, okay? After you've recognized that, then you can go, okay, what's the opposite? The opposite would be for me to make a decision or to get the thing done, okay? And so when you're urging to just withdraw, don't decide, don't make any bold moves, just let it be. The opposite is to do the thing and take action. And just like we just talked about with mindfulness, okay, this takes so much practice and constant awareness. I work with all of my private practice clients on this because they need it, you know, more than ever, right? And it's something that I practice, so I feel very confident teaching. It's actually a DBT skill, dialectical behavioral therapy, okay? So when we use it this way, we have to keep it in our awareness. Again, a post-it note somewhere, an alarm on your phone that goes off every so often that just says opposite action, that just jars you enough to say, ah, shit, I made this commitment to you know, do the opposite of what my body is urging me to do. All right. And that is my best advice for navigating 
procrastination. I hope you guys love these Dear Anxious Therapist episodes as much as I do. They are so much fun for me. I have a ton more questions saved in my phone, so I will continue answering your questions that you submit to me over on Instagram. Final reminder, Healing Headquarters, my three-month intensive healing program from August 2020 to October 2020 is now up and running, and so if you want to get in, you only have a few more days to do so. The cart closes at midnight on August 14th, which is my birthday, by the way. So if you want to get in, make sure you check it out in the show notes. I'm so grateful to be spending this time with you. Thank you for making a commitment to your healing. As always, I can't wait to see you in the next episode.